0: Do you have an active sex life? PrEP is a -a once-a-day pill that prevents HIV and is now available at the Living Well PrEP Clinic on the south side at the hub. PrEP is safe for men and women who have active sex lives and want to decrease their chances of contracting HIV. For more information about PrEP and the Living Well PrEP Clinic, call 205-324-9822 or go to www.gcbham.com and click on Appointments. Or if you just need to get tested, call us. So, Are uh, you ready? Yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so welcome to another episode of Same Crowd, different day Today is just me and Quanah We're doing some social, physical distancing today How you doing, sis? Yes, yeah, it is
1: uh, Did you say how am I doing?
0: Yeah, how you doing? Oh, oh,
1: I'm just doing, honey The <laughs> world has gone to hell since <laughs> the last time we, we met <laughs> <laughs> the world has literally stopped.
0: It this since is the last this, time. This shit does not it make sense. any sense and then it just gets bizarre right. and more bizarre every day.
1: It does. It's it's it's, it's crazy. And I just came back from a funeral.
2: How so did I that have
1: work? A um, that was horrible. Um and that and to me for me personally, right. That has been the mo- the most tragic um circumstance of or or situation out of all of this. Um Do you I mind going into a little, friends,
0: bit, little a little detail about yeah. that? Okay. Uh,
1: one of one of my best friends dad passed um on last Thursday. Mm-hmm. And so we um this was prior to us being asked to stay in the house and um you know uh I think it was maybe Sunday when they sent out the official word from the schools saying, "Hey, kids are officially going to be out until April, whatever."
2: Right.
1: And um, and so, you know, this was before the world just completely went went haywire. Right.
2: Right.
1: And so, since the world went haywire after that happened, you know, you have to be conscious of visiting, hugging, you know. Because all know, the shit you do dies, at a funeral, all the things you do to comfort somebody right. in, in a lot, you know, you have to be careful. Like, you know, you need to be standing, a, you know, a distance away from them when you're talking and like all these things that we've had to be conscious of over the past week. And, you know, everybody's been pretty much understanding of it, but then you also see people who you know clearly don't give a damn about it right. and who clearly are not even thinking about this or taking it seriously or understand how serious it is, just kind of going on about life and just, you know, interacting and being close up on people and, like, all this stuff. So we get to this the point now because, of course, when he passed, you know, the next day they planned the funeral. Right. there. You know, contacting the church. You know, getting everything situated. You know, all of that.
0: Yeah, we not white folks. It take uh, at least a week for us to get that shit together.
1: Uh, right. So they they had you know gotten all that stuff pretty much together, and so when the city was shut down, you know that includes churches are also included in that. Mm-hmm. And I know that is also a conversation that is will be a part of this coronavirus uh, conversation that we're having, but. They um, were contacted by the church, and I think what the, what what is happening is they couldn't be fined if they are having gatherings of more than twenty five people. And of course, over the week that went from one fifty people, one hundred fifty people, to like seventy five to fifty, no, went from one hundred fifty to like fifty, then it went to twenty five, and then it went to ten. Right,
2: right, so.
1: Right how do you have a funeral service and say, oh, only 10 people can come? Like what, you know, what do you do with that? And then, um, you know, the the message had already gone out to tell everybody, hey, the services are gonna be at this place and time or whatever. And you know, how do you make sure you get the message to everybody, you know, so nobody shows up at the church and, and they can't get in or whatever. And, um, you don't want the church to get in trouble. You don't want anybody having to, to swing by to make sure people aren't having, you know, gatherings. And then you don't want to endanger people by putting them in a the situation where they are in a large <laughs> gathering of people when we're not supposed to be doing that.
2: Right. right. So, you
1: know, it just, it, 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 you know, you have that and, and, you know, a part of it, is, it interrupts your agreement process because now, you know, you have to think about all these things when you just need to have this service, let everybody grieve, and try to move past it and get to your new normal.
0: So let me ask you this. How many people ended up coming?
1: Well, ultimately, they ended up canceling the service, (sighs) and and then it also affected the, the funeral home as well, because the funeral home could not have a service with more than 10. So it was just across the board. And so... Um, luckily their family's small, you know, just to mother, son and daughter. And, um, you know, of course they have extended family and they have children. So he, he had grandchildren, but, um, we went to, they did a graveside service. So we went to the graveside and they had the service there. So they only had like X amount of chairs for the people that they were and Of course, it's outside of the cemetery, so it's not like they can stop you from coming to the cemetery. Right. But the people were out there saying, you know, making sure that people understood that you still need to keep your distance. So, you know, imagine instead of being huddled and, you know, like in a confident space, you're like distance and everybody's kind of like spread out. Damn. You know, as much Damn. as we could be, as much as we could be, you know, like you weren't like just completely six feet away from the next person, but, you know, you were, Definitely aware that you were providing space between yourselves, and so you know it just. And then of course you know afterwards you know you're gonna go and you know comfort the family, hang out with them, you know see people because now you had a situation where people from out of town couldn't come and say their goodbyes because the service was canceled. You know it was just a mess to me. It was yeah. just I just that was that was that was the, the hardest part for me thus far. It's just kind of seeing there grieving
0: process interrupted by this so this is and
1: uh you know this that
0: that was that was that that's interesting when you said the interruption of the grieving process because i'm going to tell you um when i had my cancer surgery five years ago my my best friend died while i was in the hospital like when they when Mm. they took the tube out the first thing i get was the fact that she had passed away and i was in the Mm. hospital like i actually celebrated my 50 my 48th birthday in the hospital with some fucking nurses which that was they were awesome I mean they really were but I'm sitting there Mm -hmm. in the hospital in a gown you know in the hospital to celebrate my birthday and so they told me they would let me out on like this I want to say it was a Monday it was a Monday or a Tuesday but the day after they let me out was her funeral so I don't know if you know it goes into like a whole taking your ass out surgery like the one I had, but you are not in really good condition when you come out. And um mm-hmm. I got out of the hospital on one day, her funeral was the next. And I actually got my mom convinced my mom to drop me off at the funeral. quite I could barely walk. Like it was it was horrible watching me walking there like a ninety year old man. And my friends mm. Darlena, who's in the group, and um, Yeah. Who's the other it was Darlena and Marie. They got me out and they were like, "Take your ass home." Now, Marie stayed. It was somebody else. It was Darlene somebody else. But they, it may have just been Darlene, but she made me lead a funeral, which she should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm thankful for that because mm-hmm. I shouldn't have been there. But that interrupted right. my grieving process, and you know, and I don't know how you seem to be pretty close with them, but they're gonna need some counseling behind this because yeah, as much yeah. as we think funerals are like a whole bunch of ha ha and bullshit, like it really helps you get through the process. And it took me four years before I decided to get into therapy to kind of walk me through this grieving process. Because before, if I were to tell this story a year ago, bitch, it was like... <laughs> yeah,
1: you couldn't have made it through. I couldn't have made
0: it through. I know, And I, went to my th- I yeah. started seeing my therapist, and my therapist really walked me through the process of how to deal with it without falling to fucking pieces. But that's terrible. because yeah. that's, that's awful. It I is. didn't even think about that when I think about the whole coronavirus bullshit. Right. And I know that
1: there are, in some countries, People are not allowed to have funerals like Yeah, they're cremating there, It's the Yeah, like it's the person who is at the grave site, and then one more per, more person, and that's it. So you know, it is it, it, you know, and of course, I, I have friends that are um, are in the industry. You know, cutting hair, beauticians. You know, all that kind of stuff, makeup artists, and of course, their you know their world has stopped because they can't provide the, their services anymore. And so you also have had people who have had weddings and yep. baby's first Woo. birthday My parties and Woo like all these things, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So everybody has been affected by it in one way or another. But as far as events go, you know, things that you don't get back, you right. know, right. The, you know, especially with a funeral, funeral that, yeah. that's so final, you know, it's just it's just another casualty of this horrible situation that we are in right now.
0: You know, I so, I, I didn't even know. think about that until you brought that up. But who you know who who thinks about that during time like this unless you actually suffering bereavement? But that's really fucked up. Like now is really not the time to die when so many people are yeah. fucking dying. Because,
1: Seriously, yeah. Seriously, and you know, it, and it's an emotional thing for the family because it's just like, and then, and then it kind of happened at the last minute because you know in the beginning it's like okay we're gonna have this service right. you know and then you get to it. And then you also have people who weren't comfortable coming around to visit, you know, because of everything that's going on and that makes complete sense, you know. So I just feel like it just, um, you know, it, it to me, I just, it would get so much different to me because I know how I am. I know how most of us are when somebody that we know and care about and love passes away. Oh, yeah. You know, you try to be there one million percent for the family, and I, you know, have been conscious of just not going to just hang out and hang around, or if I go by there, you know, just being a, you know, just having to be aware of everything, not just staying for a prolonged point of time, you know, period of time, you know, all of that kind of stuff that you would never think about in normal times.
2: Right. Right. Right.
1: Wow. So yeah, so I am in black, all black today and it is also appropriate for the fact that the world has gone to hell. So
0: in a fucking We basket. are
1: in mourning <laughs> for many reasons right now.
0: In a whole. Yeah. <laughs> are y'all what's going on with your work situation?
1: Um I have I work from home, okay. which I was working from home prior to this anyway. Um I work part-time in the office and um part-time at home, so it really didn't change for me other than they finally sent us an email, which I, I told my boss on Monday I'm not coming in there because I work in, a, in an environment where we don't have a sign desk. We just kind of, it's a new thing that they're trying out for our office. We moved into an office, so you have, like, open workspace.
0: Now it's so not the time for that work, bullshit.
1: Just, well, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you come in, you plug in your laptop, and you just work at whatever station you work at. And typically I sit in the same seat. But that has, had already been an issue before, is making sure every day I get there, I sanitize when I get there, I sanitize when I leave. And they provide us supplies to do that. But just knowing the, um, the way this virus spread, there was no way in hell that I was gonna keep on going up in there in that space. Like right. it just, it didn't make any sense. So I told my boss on Monday, I'm not coming. Um, I will be working from home. And so the company decided, Finally, to send um, an email and say, "Hey, you know, for right now, you know, we'll we'll be working from home. Everybody that can will. So, you know, it's been fine for me.
0: Well, you know, these progressive. But
1: but, but for but for you, how has this been for you? Because <laughs> you're not <laughs> you're not in working work from home. See? No,
0: I deal with the public every day face to face, so it has been a little different for me. The one thing I can say about my agency, though, they did tell everybody that whether you're able to work or not, we're still going to pay you. So, you know, big shout out to Ace Obama for doing that. Um, but, you know, there's there are still some uh, essential services that we have. So we have a property in the western section of town in which we have 14 beds for people who are uh, dealing with drug issues. And then we have a permanent housing for another 14 people who are cold, uh, have a comorbidity of HIV plus severe mental illness. And I'm t- talking about just Mental illness, like we all got about severe mental illness, in which you know they can't do for themselves, so someone has got to be there 24 hours to feed those people, make sure they get their meds both their mental health meds, along with you know their HIV meds. And so, um, you know, from some of the hourly people, we you know it's hard to do hourly wages when shit like this happens, so we decided to give the hourly people an average of what their wages are. So, like, say you average. Uh, thirty-two hours a week. We're gonna pay you thirty-two hours a week. However, if you come in and work sixteen hours, you are still gonna get the thirty-two. But if you work forty hours, then you'll get that. You know, for okay. people and and the and I have to say a lot of a lot of our people have stepped up. Uh, you know, if any of my staff is listening to this, I mean, we we are not social workers. We are literally community workers. But you know, every one of my staff members have been like, well, if you need me, let let me let me know. And you know that right. that has really kind of like brought some joy to my heart because I don't want them to be in harm's way. But still, the the services that we provide, even though we're in the middle of this fucking zombie apocalypse, are still pretty essential. You need to know if you got an STI con- combined with COVID nineteen. You need to know if you have yeah. HIV combined yeah. with COVID nineteen. So you know we're still offering testing. We cut the staff back so there are no more than two people in the building at the same time. Uh, we cut back mm-hmm. our hours, but you know if people want to make an appointment to come in and get tested, hell, I tested somebody uh, (laughs) on Tuesday night at um, at 8 o'clock at night. So, I mean, we're doing what we can. Uh, You know, my my old... Right. My old black ass should be at home out of the way cuz I'm a cancer survivor less than 6 Hello. years and I'm you know HIV I am thought about this.
1: like uh <laughs> where are you and what the hell are you
0: doing? <laughs> but you know, you know, I uh, you know in the world, and this is a horrible reference cuz he's a murderer now but I'm the same Superman. Like I still I, I I I you know, I I don't I I know there are people who say, "Oh, I'm not going to live in fear." I'm not going to live in fear, but I'm not looking at it in those terms. I know that during this time, even during these times, there are essential services that need to be done, and people, mm-hmm. if you can help. You know, I'm not I'm not doing anything that's extra risky because even though I am HIV positive, I'm virally suppressed, so my immune system is pretty healthy. But, like, one of my friends, <clears throat> Bo, I love him to death, but, you know, people think I'm a bleeding heart. Bo is actually worse than me. So, like, <laughs> He works. He works at a retail establishment, and uh, there was this kid um, Wednesday night who's homeless, twenty-two years old, homeless, mm. and you know it, he brought him home. <laughs> he brought him home. Mm. Wow! And so so look, so literally, we were sitting there. We were going to go over to play cards and just talk because that's that's our that's our that's our safe space. So it's usually like our us and our spouses. <laughs> And so we were going over there just to have something to do, Uh, and uh, there's this extra person there, and I'm like, I told this thing I was coming over there. Who the fuck is this? And so the little guy was kind of standoffish, and then said to me, "I'm like, and the little bitch ain't got no goddamn personality." Like, what the fuck? So, uh, so all of a sudden, so Bo comes into the living room because him and the little guy in the kitchen talking. And both kinds of living times. You said you was gonna come over and uh, spend some time with us. You've been in the living room, you ain't said nothing. And I'm sitting there looking like you and there with this stranger and I'm like, What the hell? <laughs> so then we find, oh so, so then we find out the story behind it and you know, in this case, this kid's story is is, is is sad. You know, if it's true, which I believe it is, it's sad. He he uh his mom died three years ago. Uh his dad is abusive. Um and it was better for him mm. to get out of the house to stay in the house. And so Bo was like, wait, wow. you know, I, I also brought him home because I know you could help. <laughs> so, you know, over uh-huh. the next couple of days, I've been trying to make sure that I secure some type of housing for him. Right now, I have him in a hotel and we're trying to get into one of our programs. But, you know, homelessness yeah. does not stop because of the zombie apocalypse. Right. You know, HIV doesn't right. stop because of the zombie apocalypse. And, you know, and and I do want to say this, there have been a lot of social media posts about the the place that I work and things I do, the people who I work with, we're trying to do our best for this ungrateful ass community that we serve. Uh, and if you're listening mm-hmm. to this you want them people fuck you, we don't give a shit. We're going to do what we're going to do. We're going to continue to say lies. But, you know, people need to find something other to do than Facebook beef during this bullshitty time that we're in. Like, it doesn't make any sense wow that make any sense whatsoever so look that we did 18 whole minutes so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna pipe us <laughs> down we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about the next phase of this uh because this is gonna be our political mm. phase talking about your favorite president but uh, we'll be right back <laughs> hold on <laughs> do you have an active sex life prep is a once-a-day pill that prevents hiv and is now available at the livewell prep clinic on the south side of the hub prep is safe for men and women who have active sex lives and want to decrease their chances of contracting to hiv for more information about PrEP and the Living Well Prep Fund, call 205 324 9822 or go to www.gcbham.com or click on appointments. Or if you just need to get tested, call us. Yes. Yeah. So, welcome back. Thank y'all for listening to Same crowd, Different Day doing the Zombie Apocalypse
1: COVID 19. Welcome
0: back. Welcome back in our social distancing um, <laughs> podcast episode. So, so, <laughs> I, so I was I was talking to Dave because I, I on. Let me say this: I'm doing a podcast. I'm subtitling the doctor, so I got Doctor Cree, who talks about the coronavirus, and then Dave, who's a PhD in theology, talking about how we, you know, deal with our religious and spiritual needs doing this. Um, but there I was I was telling him I was listening to uh, some doctor on MSNBC the other night. He said, "Well, he preferred to call it physical distancing instead of social distancing because we are social creatures. Like we really cannot live without social interaction. Yeah. I think a lot of that is getting the best of us right now, which is why I don't think it people is. are taking this seriously." But Physical distancing is the term that I'm going to start using because we need each other socially, and we can be social, but we can be physically apart, like me and you are right now. Because this feels like you sitting right, right there in the so studio with me. We can still
1: FaceTime, and you can still communicate with people, which is true.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Um, I, I am. Um, I'm not an introvert. I guess I'm an introverted, extroverted person. I don't know. I guess I'm You're both. Conditional a conditional extrovert
0: extent, like myself.
1: Um, <laughs> Yes. I, I can do it out, but I mean, I have had zero problems being in the house. Cause, because cause we don't like people. It's <laughs> like one of my favorite things, too. <laughs> so, I mean, I have seen people on social media just like on day two about to lose it because this is just the society that we live in. People need to connect. Right. They need to be out and about and doing something and talking to somebody and going somewhere and spending money and all this stuff. And you know, we're a like you can't do any of that. Right. So, um, you know, it's really affecting some people. And then on the flip side of that, I'm seeing people who just com- are completely, Um, I don't know if they're on another planet. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I am seeing a lot of people who just I I feel do not understand the seriousness of what we are dealing with.
0: Yeah, like your president. So,
1: yeah, he. he We'll talk about that asshole later. Uh, God, but yes, um, people just are really are not taking it seriously. And I have had to say, like, to people walking up to me, you know, even in this environment of, you know, going and visiting the family, you know, for my friends. Right, right. You know, hey, stopping people as they walk up to me to hug. You know, I had to stop, stop an older person at the funeral from hugging me. Like, hey, we can do elbow, um, elbow to elbow, but let's not do the hugging. And that's not just and for you, that's the, for
0: them too. Because, you know, older it, people it, need to be and
1: careful. specifically for you, right. And uh she was politely offended, I think, but you know, it'll be fine. I'd rather you be offended and alive than not um be alive Being because hugged you indeed. wanted to hug me today. <laughs> right. So, you know. And I think she felt the way because I hugged um uh, my friend's best mom who my fr- best friend's mom who was like a mom to me. Right. Um, but clearly this is the um you know, her husband is in this casket and she's walking over to me to hug me, I'm not going to not hug her. Right, right. So, um, you know, anyway. Uh, But, yeah, you have to just be firm with people, just, you know, remind them that we are in a situation where we should not be shaking hands, hugging, holding, you know, doing all that, you know, say what's up, let's speak from a distance and all that. But people just aren't taking it seriously, and you need to definitely take it seriously. You need to get your ass somewhere and sit down, which which (laughs) we have all learned in this situation that it is so hard to get older people to listen to anything. Right. They are so damn hard-headed. Honey, we have been trying to trick my granddaddy. We're going to have to put a damn GPS in his joke. shoes.
0: Joe going to be Joe. Because
1: joke. if I find out one more damn day, his ass <laughs> has have been to pickly Weekly. Now, I had to get on to him at the funeral because my auntie tells me earlier, she says my little cousin, now I've called him, mm. checking to make sure he had what he needed. Okay, I'm going to the store to prevent you from having to go to the store. I will get you whatever you need. Oh, oh, I went yesterday in the line was I'm like, you already been. So I'm like, okay, well, he's like, yeah, well, I got everything I need. So if I don't, I mean, if this one of y'all need me, I'll be here. Okay, great. So I'm thinking, <laughs> he's in place. Right, right. Great. So me and my aunt's like, oh, yeah, I said, she sent her daughter to, you know, check and make sure he didn't need anything from the song. He was at the damn piglet wiggly. And I told him when I saw him at that funeral, now listen, we have told you that you need to stay at home be your ass you deal. cannot be lord be your ass to you cannot be going around to these stars you don't need anything out the store anything that you need we will get for you right right I say, well, now what we are trying to do is we are trying to ensure that we are not out here for you
2: <laughs> next you know, week we got to make it real <laughs> right we
1: got to make it real because right, they right. don't you know And you know, the young people are just as bad. and We saw a host of young people at the damn beach having their damn spring break. You know, throngs of people on the beaches.
0: Rome is literally burning down. Rome is burning down and these bitches are fiddling, seriously.
1: Like, nothing is happening. And it's just like, it's crazy. And then they're like, well, if I get corona, I get corona. Because in the beginning of this, when everything started to be rolled out, we were told that Seniors were at high at the high, you know, were the most at risk. Right. Okay. Um, Babies, for the most part, younger people were not contracting it for whatever reason. Um, I heard, you know, some doctors say they felt like because their body is constantly um, fighting off coronaviruses and viruses because they're building their immune system, it's almost like they kind of kind of baked into the cake for them. Um, And so that was the narrative in the beginning. And so. People have taken that to mean, if I'm not elderly, I can't contract this virus.
0: Right. Not true.
1: And absolutely not true. Absolutely debunked. Um, we have seen many young people who have contracted, who have been very sick people. Um, I saw a guy last week, black guy was a reporter. He was on MSNBC and he was talking about a study. And I want to say it was done in Australia but he said that there was a study of about i think 1200 people and what they found in their study was that the people who had been who had contracted it the most as a matter of fact were, young were people. people who were under the age of 49 or younger right or under the age of 49 is what he said and he said of course those people didn't die like somebody who may contracted it 70 or 80 years old and not be able to fight it off. But what he said was that because of the way that it attacks your respiratory system, those younger people would have lifelong respiratory issues because of how sick they were, um, you know, and how it affected their respiratory system. So yeah, you may not die, but you could be, have permanent damage to your lungs or, you know, whatever the case may be, if you don't have to get this, why would you want to? You know, why would you want that exposure? I've seen pregnant people talking about going on vacations they plan and going and doing this and that. These people do not even know if you can pass this on to your child in birth. They do not know if you can pass this your, to your child through breast milk. This is a new thing right. to humans.
2: Right, right, so right.
1: we need to be treating this as such. They are learning it. They are OJT right now. They on the job train and they're trying to figure it out.
0: And so we need to be more respectful of this virus because it is not a bitch. So I, I talked to um, to my friend, Dr. Creed, and she was saying that one thing that people need to do is make sure that we're doing physical or social distancing because that will prevent the spread from other people. Make sure that right. you're... It's the same as 2020, we got to tell motherfuckers to wash their hands. Wash your nasty ass hands. Like, I just don't understand why we have right. to tell people that. Like this, like, this is like growing up one-on-one. Yeah. But
2: wash out nasty-ass No, You, know, dirty. Uh, you
1: know, And wash them extra. Like, if you somebody like me, I wash my hands. But I wash them, like, now, like crazy. Like, when I go to... Like, right now, I've just been to a funeral. I've been to three stores, uh, including Walmart. But when I go out of my house where I have to go pick up things or get food or whatever the case may be, when I get back home, when I walk into my... have not gone in my house. When I walk in my house today... I'm going to take off everything I'm wearing, put it in the washing machine, and right. go straight to the shower. That's
0: exactly so. Like, like after after like, after we do this, yeah. I'm gonna tag on yeah. the uh, the segment I did with Dr. Creon. Let me say this because she said exactly that: take off your clothes, is, when yeah. you walk in the house, put them bitches in the washer, and wash them because you just wash don't them know. And
1: go wash yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's not enough for me. Now I typically do that. Like if I go to the hospital to visit somebody those clothes go directly in the in, the, in the thing and I, I go, I shower. But you need to be thinking about this, like it could be on you at any moment. Yeah, because we and don't know. you need know. to be operating it right and you need to be functioning like you have this virus and you are capable of spreading it to other people. Instead of trying to prevent yourself from getting it from other people, act accordingly. Act like you have it and you don't want to spread it. Right. So... You know, that's the mindset that you need to be in. Try not to, you know, like, even though I'm out, like, I'm not one of these people walking around with these damn gloves on and masks on in Walmart. I mean, it is what it is. Um, but
0: them bitches getting on my I nerves because the people who need those masks aren't getting them because they whole asses got them. Like, I just don't understand. True, true. And,
1: um, you know, I'm out, I'm touching my buggy, I'm doing whatever, and shout out to the public because when I went to public, public, the lady was out there in the little buggy area, <laughs> and she blow my bu- pushed my my buggy over to me and said, your buggy has been sanitized. And when they were pulling those buggies in there, she was cleaning them, every one of them. They hand them off to you clean, honey. So, yeah, are you know, they totally doing that. The service. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Why but, you know, that? while I'm in there, I, I'm conscious of not touching my face, not putting anything in my mouth. If anything on me is itching on my face, I use my shirt to scratch. I...
0: Oh my God! How many times do we? How many times do we touch our face? Though I mean, my God, that's a lot. I
1: know, and I and I'm super bad about it. Like I do it all the time. So when I'm out in public and I'm touching things and stuff like that, I am very conscious of that. And when I come, like I'm come to the car and get some hand sanitizer. But when I get in my house, I know I need to wash my hands. And like the kids get the groceries and they go put them up and they know wash your hands when you put this stuff up. Um, you know, because I'm bringing in bags, you're touching it, you know, we don't know because at this point, it can be on various surfaces. We don't know right. everything. So it is, it, out of an abundance of caution, just do the most, do more, wash extra, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, just try to take this seriously because it is serious. The world has stopped. This is not just the United States of America. This is everywhere. There is money being lost like crazy You I mean just just ridiculously and if you think you know we we can talk about the conspiracy theories and all that bullshit that's floating around but this is not something that somebody made up to do like this right. is something that people try to cover up when it happened.
0: and that's China why it's so bad
1: and right, and did not deal with it and then our president tried to cover it up when the shit Same got hit. ain't bullshit. And, you know, and, and, and this is just we, this does not have to be this bad, but because of the inaction of people, it has come to this point. So you know we need to debunk lies. Um, you, 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 this is not a Chinese fucking virus. It is a virus from animals. As far as everybody that I have seen, and, and if you want to go out and do some, um, just watch some good journalism. Richard angle is a, a, one of the top investigative reporters out there. Yeah. And he did, um, uh, um, an episode last Friday. I think it was on MSNBC. You can Google it, YouTube it and watch it. And they talked about the origins of the virus coming from bats. They are probably about 90 something percent sure that that is where it came from. And they're, they were not sure according to this documentary that I watched um, if it came from an illegal meat market meaning that they had raw bat meat, infected bat meat in that meat market that then contaminated other meat or if it was direct contact from an animal to to a human human. like as in you know if it scratched that person or urinated on that person then it could have been passed on that way and I also read something that was kind of breaking it down to where people could understand, like it's hard for people to understand Well, this, I mean, people, thousands, 30 something thousand people died from the flu. Okay, this ain't the fucking flu. I mean, like, I don't know how <laughs> else to, to say that, but this is not the fucking flu. No, the world didn't stop for the flu cause this ain't the goddamn flu. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, in the beginning, people use that as a reference point so that you could grasp what was happening you know, and how it affects, you know, it's transmitted to people. But they did not mean for you to literally say, you know, comparing this to the flu. Oh, it's just just
0: another flu. It's just another flu. Why? It's crazy. Dumbass. No.
1: The way that it was broken down, and I'm not going to say all the proper medical terminology, but basically it was to say that this is, and of course people have said, oh, this has already been out there. They knew about this virus. Uh, Yeah. But not in people.
0: Not in this type yes, of virus, though.
1: A, a, yes, th- this virus has been out there in animals, not in people. Oh,
0: okay, okay. And yeah, 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 the yeah.
1: difference—the difference in the flu—is b- that it is a human virus. So our bodies have ha- our bodies have the capability to start to produce, you know, ways to fight against the virus because it a, is a human virus. But the coronavirus, COVID-19, is not. And because it has mutated and then, you know, now it is from animal to person contact, and then mutated again to where it's now person to person and it'll probably mutate more times. Um, that is why our bodies have such a, um, have a harder time fighting this off because it's foreign to us,
2: right.
1: foreign to your body. So um, that was probably, and, and there was more information on that, but that was probably the most um, broken down, like second grade type of <laughs> explanation that I've read about it um, to try to help people understand. Because I understand that it's scary, and people need an explanation. Like you, just it's hard for some people to understand. Like why is it that everything is just stopped for this? Right. And um, this is a this is a new beast. Like this is something new that that we have not experienced before, and you know it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be tough, but you definitely need to take this seriously because this virus is a motherfucker. Yeah, and that's all I can say.
0: So, okay, so we you, we know we we be on this. So look, so I was gonna go to a break, but I think I just want to go back and just like segue into. So you said something while you're talking about how the Chinese were originally trying to like hide the fact that you know this virus right. was out there and, and it was it really was. Right. So yeah. then you get our president talking about the Chinese trying to hide it. And I'm sitting there looking at him like, bitch, you did the exact same fucking thing. He did. He did the exact did. same thing. He played the shit down like it was not that bad. Like, oh, it'll just blow yeah. over in April when it gets warmer. And, you know, and the science yeah. behind, you know, behind, you know, how we get herd immunity is way more complicated than that simple motherfucker can, can, can grasp. But, I mean, we may eventually get there. We're not there now, and this is only going to get worse. So, you know, our government has had a shitty-ass response to this from the very beginning, from saying that this is a Democratic hoax to, oh, shit, now we got a national emergency. How the fuck you get from a Democratic hoax to a fucking emergency? But that's why, in all of our previous podcasts, we have been trying to tell y'all, get registered, please vote,
2: And I'm still saying for all you
0: dumb, and I don't care if you decide you don't want to vote because I'm calling you a dumb motherfucker, but for all you dumb motherfuckers who are out there saying, even now, at this point, as people are dying People are literally mm-hmm. dying. Y'all dumb ass, dumb selfish asses are still out there. Well, I ain't gonna vote for Biden, he get it because Fuck Bernie and fuck y'all. Yep. That doesn't even make any yep. goddamn yep. sense. We literally are looking at yep. the this is like this is going to be a fundamental change in our society and the way that things it work. Is. That's what the bitches it wanted, but you're not gonna get it through Bernie. You're getting it through fucking COVID 19. That's how this is happening.
1: That's exactly it. That's, that's exactly that's, it. That's the same so, thing i so said. So, this is what you want. Like they're gonna be, yeah, this, it is. This but is you're what just they want. are gonna get it in right. the package that you
0: wanted. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So, and so it, it goes back to these fucking entitled ass millennials. I, I promise you, Quant, it's about four or five of them i about to just, I'm mm-hmm. and bust off and delete on my page because they get on my fucking nerve.
1: Now I am technically a millennial, but I don't no, claim them No,
0: you're not. Homes. No, you're not. So no, you're not.
1: carry on. No, you yes, I'm an '81 baby, but I do not claim them hoes. I, I never <laughs> have. So carry on. <laughs> I don't claim them hoes. Like, uh, but like, in, in, I'm January <laughs> of '81, so I'm like, you're
0: almost I, a Gen X.
1: <laughs> in there exactly. So no, I do not claim no, you all No, you 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 you
0: a millennial with a rise in Gen X. <laughs>
1: right, I, you know, like literally, and then like I'm a Capricorn on the edge, like I'm right. I'm, I'm January 18th so I always say like I'm a uh, I'm a mix in a Capricorn and Aquarius right. kind of child. I do not claim y'all,
0: but it's just, uh, but it's, it's ridiculous that, that that they don't they don't understand that. Like they the younger ones are the worst. Like you get these people under twenty five, and I promise you, they make you want to just ring your head into the ground because they, oh, yeah. you know, and, and you know, there's always been these generational divides and generational gaps. But this is just unfathomable. Like, why? Why don't they? I don't understand why they don't get it. I think partly as parents, some of us did a shit poor job of raising these little sons of bitches because they just don't like yeah, they just and, don't get
1: it. And and a lot of a lot of younger people don't have a parental foundation for politics.
0: Right. Oh yeah, true that.
1: Especially, true especially that. Especially black people.
0: True that. True you that. know.
1: We know. We knew our parents voted. Like if they voted. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we knew our grandparents and our aunties and stuff. But I mean, I, I and I told my parents this. Like I y'all didn't make it a point to say this is important and this is why. Like y'all didn't teach us that. I was around my granddaddy working in the church and working the polls since I can. Yeah, i was gonna say I know your granddad.
0: I know you were not about your granddad because yeah, Joe I mean, was there like, back Yeah,
1: no, exactly. And we learned about it in church, you right. know, because people were coming around saying, "Hey, you need to vote for this," and that's how. That's how we knew it was important. Right. Right. Um, right. So you have a disconnect between our parents and their fifty-something age, age 50, 60 age age range for a lot of people. Yeah. And mostly fifty. Um,
0: yeah. My situation shitty. There's too. a
1: gap there because they did not stress the importance and you know of it, and and also because a lot of black people, I know for us and people in general haven't understood their power in politics. Right. I think that we're just coming into our power as a people in politics. Well, not only um, that, but our specific-
0: place as well, though, Kwana because like, one of the things that, that, that when, you, when you're talking about the 50-year-olds, mm-hmm like i think one of the mm-hmm. problems with us like our parents literally had to, had to drink out of segregated water fountains like that was my right. mom re- literally were born into right.
2: it we, right, we, right, right. but
0: we didn't experience it so like we exactly. we literally we literally like oh we done made it we get to go to school with these white folks yes. we didn't get nobody calling us nigga you punch her. like we didn't have to deal with stuff and i think that that system yes. entitlement from our generation has bled over and mutated into these she younger did. millennials and it's just something that's that's ridiculous I I mean, the level of it fuckery is. is unreal when you look at what what is done to them, and that's our fault. I, you know, they mad at the boomers. It is, if and they I mad said at the boom. They no, mad at is. the boomers, but it's the generation X fault. You it's our fault. You all
1: have to take responsibility. It's our you fault. all have to take ownership for these fucked up ass kids that you had. But <laughs> the way that y'all's parents tried to protect y'all from. Yeah the racisms and the the things that they went through firsthand is the same way that y'all did to us as your, as your children. And that we do to our children is that each generation, you try to shield your child from things that you experience, And in a way it's, it's a negative because there is a lot to be learned and a lot to, um, be taken from, Certain experiences and certain struggles and certain you know things that you miss out on when you have everything spoon fed to you. I, I and a lot me. of these kids. Go ahead. What did you? I was just saying a lot of these kids they think they they think they have lived in a struggle. Don't know like what they it means. think They have had hard times and i'm like motherfucker you been around here since the fucking internet you ain't had no damn hard <laughs> times most of y'all like for real most of them like if if you would ask them to tell you what their biggest problem was you would be like are you fucking kidding Quite you know a- not to like minimize your issues but it's just like oh my god but come look, on
0: look so when i was with this when I was having this guy uh go through the process of getting uh some housing there's a, a company called One Roof that we had to call in order to get them uh assessed in place. And in One Roof's uh <laughs> on that air, on that answer message it says, And if you have a rotary phone, do blah blah blah. He said, What's a what? rotary he said, What's a rotary phone? Like, <laughs> 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 okay, we have a disconnect. Yeah, yeah so yeah, so that's what I we're know. dealing with. That's what we're dealing with. Seriously. But look, okay, and so... And
1: they think they know everything. We'll so, you know, If well. you don't
0: believe them, ask them. So look, we're going to go ahead and go out to this break. We're going to come back, and then we're going to talk about the Florida fiasco, and then we're going to take this shit right on out. So we'll be right in a second. Mm. <laughs> Do you have an active sex life? PrEP is a once-a-day pill that prevents HIV and is now available at the Living Well Prep Clinic on the south side of the hub. PrEP is safe for men and women who have active sex lives and want to decrease their chances of to HIV. For more information about PrEP and the Living Well PrEP to call 205-324-9822 or go to www.gcbham.com or click on Appointments. Or if you just need to
1: get tested, call us. Ooh.
0: So, we are back. Thank you again for listening to Same yeah. for a different day. We are. Um, I'm, uh, next the week first we...
1: social distancing episode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. What, was it? what did you say? I call it what social, social,
0: social not... physical distancing. It's more physical than social because we're being social. Distancing. We're just okay. not. You know, okay. physically Being together. Physical. So, okay, okay, so we gave y'all the educational. So, now let's go into the foolishness and fuckery. So, Andrew Gillum, you know, mm. there are so many uh, things about his situation that bother me. Uh, mm. And and one, and, and this, and I don't know where you fell on this, but I, I want people to stop defending him with the he was set up nonsense um i think he may i think somebody knew what they were doing but you can't set me up with yeah, no, crack I, cocaine I if i don't do crack cocaine yeah. so yeah <clears throat> i
1: definitely think that it was not an accident
2: no i don't think it was it an accident the, all. Way that, the
1: way that it did initially when it happened if you don't know who andrew Gillum is he he was the um almost governor of florida um, yeah, a candidate for Florida who went up against Ron DeSantis, who is a complete fucking idiot, yep. who is has still has just yesterday um, decided that he would close some of the fucking beaches since everybody in the country has been saying, "Are you just dumb? Are you dumb? Re-
0: Republicans?
2: So, Republicans. Um,
1: yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah, um, but he was a very charismatic black politician who really kicked the DeSantis' ass and right. he just kinda lost out and eked out in the in and lost in the end. Um but I personally liked him very much and felt that he was um
0: a rising a star a rising
1: star yeah. in the in the and if and if and if it could have been a a um a Stacey Abrams, uh Andrew Gillum ticket, I would have I would have taken off my job. I would have <laughs> damn <laughs> <laughs> I would have, I would have campaigned like a motherfucker for right. the two of them. Right. And so, right. our good brother, Andrew Gillum, was recently found in a hotel room,
0: butt ass was naked. It? I don't know the name of the hotel, but he was butt ass naked.
1: Um, he was. It, they said he was so drunk that he could not be interviewed initially. Um, but there was a phone call allegedly there was a phone call made saying i think somebody was overdosing or something like that and they go into the hotel room and it is him and two other men and the one person was i think um in some type of medical distress
0: one of them for sure was Uh white. i'm pretty sure both of them were but that's a whole nother story
1: Yes, um, but I think one of them was actually in medical distress, and they found meth in the in the hotel room and something else some other drug they found in there um, and so he has initially he put out a statement that said he was in town to go to a wedding and that he's never done meth or you know like whatever drugs before, and um you know basically tried to say he just got. Drunker than he should have. That was his initial statement. Lie. And then, yeah, and then, um, as the story kind of came out a little bit more, he comes back with this statement about ever since he lost the election and, you know, he's been drinking more than he should and now his ass is in rehab. And that just really took me somewhere. I, I just, (sighs) (sighs) What? you're in rehab for alcoholism? They they tested him and he did not have any drugs in his system. Um, And they did release him because he was just drunk. However, this is very hard to believe that this was some random thing that you. this was your first time doing and it just happened to go bad for your first time. It's just very
0: hard to believe that. It, wait a minute, is he saying that was his first time? Like, like the shit? No,
1: I'm saying oh that's, oh, that's, oh,
2: that's, oh, that's no.
1: that. I mean, that would be your perception is that right. oh, you went to this wedding and then just you had a horrible like you had a night like a hangover and like some shit just happened. Like, there's just no way. No,
0: no, like no,
1: no. you, you know, no. I think you were you were with some people who you've been probably hanging out with for a while, and this is what y'all been doing when you away from your wife and three kids. And here you have had someone in your inner circle cross you.
0: So let, let me let me take And a, now
1: your shit is just out there in the worst way. Let,
0: let me take over let me take over this for a second. So this is this is uh, what would you call it? Anecdotal information. So at this point, what Andrew Gillum was doing, what we call in the gay world, P&P, party and play. So So white men have been doing crystal meth for years, and now Mm -hmm. it's become a problem where... The black men who sleep with these white men now are trying to shit and getting fucked up. Now I don't know if you said that they said they didn't find any drugs in his system. So they
1: did because you know if they had it would have been everywhere. Right, they said right, they right. drug tested him and he he didn't have any drugs.
0: So maybe and he, he
1: said he's never done the drugs.
0: So maybe he maybe he started drinking and pay. I don't believe he never. Let me just say this. I don't believe he's never done it. Uh, I think he just didn't get caught this time because his whole theory crafting of lies for this has just been out of control. But the other thing about that is. The fact that But no one,
1: what story could you possibly tell that this shit happened to you? Though, like, right? Yeah, what I mean, you, and you know, say? Hey, yeah, my, I mean, <laughs>
0: that's what I would say. Hey, this my first time. You ain't got no proof me doing for. That's the line I'm gonna tell. But it just does not hold out. But, 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 it doesn't. It's horrible. But the other thing, the other quality that these men have is the fact that they. They have this self-hate where they think that white men are better than black men, so they figure like they're going over them. The fact that he's married with these goddamn kids, that bothers me even more because that's only going to hurt us as gay men on the whole DL bullshit that we finna come out with right, uh, right, right which, which right. is which is like you know it's, it's one of those things where don't look at all of us like that, that you know and part of this is society's fault because if he had w- have these political aspirations society tells him that if you're a black man you need to be married with a wife you gotta live exact uh, you know so that's so so that's that's thing number two with that with that the other thing uh, is the uh, thing with the with these with doing with these I don't have any problem with interracial relationships at all. But I know there's a they subset of people who think that people who don't look like them are better for some reason. There are white people who feel this way about black people and there are whole Have you seen
1: the guy?
0: Okay, you know I seen them pictures, girls.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I can't stand.
0: <laughs> bitch, I need to take you to rib,
2: bitch. <laughs> oh,
1: no, real bitch. No, I want feel I just thought but, to myself when I saw the picture of the guy, I was just like, "Oh wow, this is sad Yeah, like this is it's a like, whole life. Okay, it's a whole it's, it's a, a, like, like you got a whole life that you're hiding because right this is like this is a type. You got a type, and and this is just. You this lie that you done told? Check, hey, check, your, up
0: check to your phone. This. Check your phone, bitch. Check your phone. Check your
1: phone. I phone. heard my damn phone <laughs> ding and then listen, <laughs> listen. The, there was a girl, and I think it's the girl who's like, oh, the black Republican who's always like trying to put people's business and shit out there. Mm-hmm. She was like, the wedding that he allegedly was supposed to be going to. No one knows about this wedding. Like, the the
0: wedding didn't even exist. No, he was going to get his <laughs> dicks so up. That's what he was going to do. Oh, but, my God. Andrew, come on, bro. But, but look, here's my... here's ah. my So, here you got the bitch. Okay, so here's my problem. Here's my problem. Here's my problem. My problem is that now people from my world are like, well, he was set up like... <laughs> You know what? You should know the people that you're hanging out with. One night I when I was younger, I went out, I got slissered, like literally drunk sleeping in the club. You know what my friends did? They brought my ass home and they ain't take no goddamn pictures. You know, hanging out. Oh
1: around.
0: my god. Yeah, this is it's a picture, baby.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> this is horrible. Like oh my god Yeah, it's just horrible. It's
0: horrible. But I mean I'm sorry, guys.
1: This yeah. is fucking horrible. <laughs>
0: But anyway, Why did they
1: do him like that? That is because, so.
0: Because, oh my God. Because because he's a self-hating negro. You know, you should have been. I you, very rarely do you hear black people doing shit like this. You are. If you look at that picture, who foot in there? A white man.
1: A white person. And, so,
0: and he didn't got he But this got, is what I'm saying. He didn't got too high. He got too high up on a totem pole and they're like, nigga, we finna bring your ass now. And they, they brought did. him down in flames. Look, they brought But him down when I when I
1: read the story initially, I thought that is some complete bullshit. There's no way
0: he did that. Oh, Lord, my stomach was hurting and like, 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 I was I was hurt my stomach was hurting when I read that initially.
1: Then when I saw his statement that was so Horror, like the initial bullshit. statement was just so it bullshit. was bullshit. because like the stuff that you're copping to and the shit that was happening in this room, like Don't even you match. needed to have a better goddamn story for that. And then when he told me he was going to rehab, I was like, oh, they, oh, he, this, oh, he, this is some bullshit. Yeah. And then I thought he he was on that upward tra- trajectory. He was there, but like, he was he, there. Un- he he completely underestimated the enemy. Yeah. He yeah. completely underestimated the fact that you that it is fucking impossible for you to be out here living a double whatever life. second life you have. Yeah, yep. and be this squeaky clean person, which he has had some political, you know, little, you know, scrapes and whatever here and there, but to overall be this positive, I mean, just charismatic. Intelligent. I mean, like he could, you know, just say with the. I and when I was seeing him on, CNN. um, on on uh, uh on um, AM Joy. He used to be on her show before he started running. For yeah, governor. we talked
0: about that before. We he about
1: was that. on her show, and I, and the very first time I saw him, I was like, I like him. Like, I mean, he just he had. Some people have it, and he had it. Yeah, he has it. I don't want to say he had it. He has it, but. You have to be extra extra careful when you are here like that. Yeah. You got to be extra extra careful. And then when you are capable, they saw how close he came to taking Ron DeSantis's ass down. They made him.
0: sure that shit would never happen.
1: So they made sure once that information was out there to whoever it needed to be told to that he had this second life, this this, this private life or whatever. It was over for him. Yeah, it was a wrap. Yeah. It
0: was awful, and that and that's the sad part. You know, I thought we were going to go on a different route with this, but I mean, you know, my, I, I, I you know, as a as an intelligent person, he should have known better. Like, I mean, he absolutely should have known better. And you know, the other thing is, there are certain things that I probably used to could do that I won't even do in the position that I'm in now because people are, why? Waiting, Come on are now? waiting for you to fall. And that's why I always tell people, like, people are like, well, Tony... But
1: there's some arrogance in that. There's some arrogance in that.
0: And, and his, yeah, with his... Because oh, yeah. Ain't yeah, ain't for gonna, sure. Yeah, these because, people don't... Yeah, absolutely. They, they love me. They ain't going to do this to me. That's shit, fuck Why, me. you felt untouchable. Yeah, fuck You me. crazy? Yeah, uh-uh. Nope. I don't like people talking about the stuff that I do. I don't even like taking credit for a lot of stuff that I do because I know people love to build up heroes so they can tear you down. Down, down. Tear you down. I say that all the time. But this is a prime example of that. But when you have the arrogance of, you know, I can do this and get away with it. First of all, you being fucking disrespectful being out with these motherfuckers at 5 o'clock in the fucking morning with a wife and fucking kids. You know, that was the one. And let me just say this. I know a lot of... Men who I know a few men who are on the DL. These men Mm -hmm. know not to spend the night nowhere. They know they fucking people. They need to wear condoms. They know that whatever they're doing, they need to make sure that they take. And I, I also do not condone this behavior at all. I find it reprehensible right. as fuck. But hell, but if you're gonna understand. go, out, yeah, it is what
2: it is. It is what it
0: is. But yeah. if you're gonna go out here and do it, then you need to be fucking responsible when you do it because not only have right. you ruined your life, you've severely impacted the life of your wife and them kids because they can't get rid of your motherfucking ass at this point. That's For what. That's what
1: pissed I mean, about him damn, like they were like this beautiful family, like he's got this beautiful um, chocolate wife and these adorable kids, and I'm looking at them like, wow. Now one of them children, I'm trying to figure out who their daddy is, because
0: well, you know, when sure he was get, getting him for dick, she might be getting her for <laughs> Listen, but
1: they got twins, and one of them, I swear, is just like every time I see that kid, I'm like, they must have dug back and found some jeans. I'm like, wait, because this child don't look like neither one of y'all. Baby. However, they just had a beautiful family. They have a beautiful family, yeah. and I just really felt for her because you don't know what, whether she knew or not, and all I know is if I did not know, this would be the absolute worst way that I would want to find, find out. out.
0: Right, right, right. Because a lot of those women do know. And, you know, and she very well have known. I do,
1: exactly. She, she, she may have.
0: She, look, I'm going to be on the comma. She may have. You know, because that's the only way I can see your ass being out at 5 o'clock in the morning and not having a fit. I mean, that's just crazy.
1: No, but I don't think he was, I don't think he was in town where he lived. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, know. I think that's, yeah. Oh. I think he was out of town for a wedding. I don't think he was in town where he lived child the lies we tell. yeah it's a yeah it's a it's an awful mess. but yeah you know well, after seeing this image that you sent to me i i thought that it was something he may be able to recover from no he no he can't recover let, from let me tell you
0: this the other he thing can't. the other thing when i said when i was giving you the 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 overview of what was happening like there are also some pictures floating around of the bags that they had like the whole bags that they had they had like like mm-hmm. poppers or rush astroglide like it was, some, it was the most shit going on in that room than this. People getting high. They was yeah, but
1: you shit. gotta think. You have to think. Who, who would who would take these images? White people knowing, like, okay, y'all in here doing this. Okay, who's thinking to take a fucking picture of us doing illicit drugs? Of of me making sure that you're so fucking drunk. And I and I and I, I have a very hard time believing that was alcohol. I duly believe that it could have been somebody that
0: then definitely
1: spiked you and that you laid out in here just out here like this. That's crazy.
0: I'm, well, I'm, you know, but but there, you, he was not unconscious the whole time. And if you really, really zoom on no. the, on the special part, no. of, on the special part of no. that picture, it's like a little drip. So he might just finished and went past. Oh God, yoke. I'm not. Is this over?
1: Is this over? <laughs> yeah, right
0: now? This is yeah, this is over. Yeah,
1: this is over. because I'm gonna have to damn, I'm gonna have to physically, goddamn, socially, <laughs> physically, emotionally distance from your ass. <laughs>
0: So look, that, that, look. So look, that, that, that's our episode Uh-oh. for today. Uh, we could even get a end if it is. Listen, there's gonna be a bonus episode when I'm just gonna have Doctor Cree talking about uh, the coronavirus. I'll put that on this thread, and also she'll be part of another podcast that I'm doing on. Um, Let me say this: when I'm talking to doctors, um, medical doctors, and a doctor of theology about what can we do to kind of make sure that we stay healthy during this time. But listen, Kwana this has been great, sis. You know, I love you more than life itself. Um, I love you. Don't touch nobody. Keep cussing these hoes out on Facebook. We need, oh, I can't wait for next week because I'm going to let some bitches have it next week. But anyway, we out. <laughs> Peace.
1: <laughs> Bye. <laughs>